Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. We are going to continue in our studies that we began last week. It's Paul's letter to the uh, church at Corinth. Uh, he addressed division in the church, and he showed us last week how to handle division, division. But I tell you what, you, you got to watch. You got to watch Paul because Paul throws a mean fastball, but he'll throw a curveball on you also. I take good baseball metaphor. This is the season, right? We're in baseball. Oh, that's right. They're on strike. Oh, praise the Lord. How foolish. How appropriate the subject today, because today we're going to talk about true wisdom out of 1 Corinthians. We're going to pick up at verse 17, where we left off last week, the solace, and we're going to go all the way to verse 31. Okay. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 17 through 31 is what we're going to look at today. Um, I trust that some of my uh, uh, evangelism instructors are, are on, especially those that are in 102. 102, as a matter of fact, uh, I know uh, probably I'm surprised that Minister Sampson didn't call me unless he's teaching in the other class today or Sister Nina Sampson didn't call me, uh, Deacon Newsom didn't call me and said, look here, let me take this one. You know, this, this is what we do, and this is how we do it. I, I know that's what they would want to say about the lesson today. Uh, it's, it's about true wisdom, but it's certainly one of the key scriptures that's taught in the evangelism process, uh, especially in uh, Evangelism 102. We'll see it as we go through the scriptures today. But Paul, we want to pick up on the theme uh, that Paul uh, started last week. Uh, he was addressing the problem at Corinth, the problem of division, uh, a division rather. And 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 Paul shared with us last week some some tidbits for uh, 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 resolving uh, a division in the church. And but the overarching theme. Brother Davis, was that if you just keep Jesus at the center of whatever you do, if you just look to Jesus, that, that wasn't deep enough for you steep uh, uh, Jewish and Greek scholars here. You know, uh, uh, Paul had the same problem as he addressed the church at uh, 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 Corinth because the Jews believe one thing and the Greeks believe something else. And uh, uh, uh uh, Jesus says, after all this talking last week about division, he says the only division you should have is uh, people that believe and people that don't believe. Your, your fight ain't with the people on the Zoom call, the people in your church. That, 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 that's not where your division should occur. It, the division should occur between believers and non-believers, y'all don't believe what I'm saying, but I know I got the gospel writer on my side. Let me let me share with you. Let me just share it with you and pick up where Paul left last week before uh, uh, Brother uh, uh, Moton, Terry Moton, uh, begins. Paul says in verse 17, listen, listen uh, Minister Brown, listen to what he says. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach gospel, not with wisdom, 
of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. When Paul introduces this portion of scripture, Sister Vanessa, Paul is saying, you don't ignore baptism, but it's not the first priority. Baptism won't save you. Baptism won't give you power. Baptism is not as important as the gospel preached. And Paul says, while baptism is important, it marks you out and it identifies with you, you with the universal church of Christ. Baptism does not have the power that the gospel has. Ah, ah. In other words, all your religious play, all, all, all your political thinking, it has no power. But Paul seems to intimate here, and it was stated emphatically here in a few minutes, uh, Sister uh, Thompson, that if you're going to have power, you've got to know God. That, that's all he's saying here. And he says, anybody who does not know God is powerless. But you who know God are powerful. Why would you ever shrink? Why would you stray away from your power source? Your television will not turn on. It will not produce one sound if it's not connected to the power source. Now, people can tell you all kinds of things, but that's a fact. Let me show you something. Brother Moulton. Start at 18. Verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Paul says it right up in your face. For the preaching of the cross is to them that are perishing, them that are lost, them that are still unsaved, those who are still in a sea drowning. The cross is foolishness. But to us who are saved and are being saved, Sister Hollis, it is the very power of God. Y'all excuse me this morning. And as a matter of fact, if some of you want to go say, I, I, you know, I can't hear this this morning. This, this is not for me. This ain't how I do it. You just move right on. Because let me tell you something, folks. The cross is essential. You, you want to stop hell raising in your church, in your community, in your home, talk the cross. But people don't want to talk. People don't want to preach the cross anymore. They want to preach this mamby-pamby gospel, this name it and claim it, uh, 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 slab it and grab it uh, uh, type of uh, theology. There's no more uh, Minister Brown preaching of 
the cross. They want to avoid the cross. And you know, I know old Deacon uh, still here at Resurrection. Uh, his name is Kendall. Fred Kendall says, any preacher who gets in the pulpit and doesn't take you to the cross ain't really preached. All he's done is played with you. Because the cross is your power source. Because the cross made a statement. And that statement was, Jesus the Christ gave his life as a propitiation. Brother Davis, uh, Brother Gregory, you better take a note. I told you you get all the answers here. He gave it as a propitiation to satisfy God's just wrath. That's what the cross represents. The cross is a bloody mess, and they don't want to. Oh, don't scare the children talking about the cross. I tell you what, you either scare them now, or uh, raise a whole bunch of hell raisers from, uh, from um, now on. The cross is essential. And the only people who should be divided by the cross are believers and unbelievers. The cross is your power. So they think you are a fool. That, that word fool in the Greek, it's the same word that we get moron, moronic. So to the Gentile mind, we were morons. To the Gentile, I mean the Greek mind rather, we are morons. We are moronic. They think you are a fool. You are standing on the shores of safety at the cross, Sister Pillow. They are drowning. They don't have a life raft. And they call you a fool. They tell you to come in with them. As a matter of fact, folks, you shouldn't even listen to folk that ain't saved. There ain't nothing that they can bring you. Except their unsavedness. So that you can share with them the truth. They think you are a fool. But it says, the fool is a man who does not know God. The fool is a child that does not know God. The fool is a woman that does not know God. You can't let fools lead you. They don't know God. They are perishing. You are living and they are dying. Brother Moses. For it is, Word written, is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. I, 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 I weep when I hear people talk about how smart, how wise men are. Let, let me tell you something, folks. No one is wise except God. All wisdom resides in the Godhead. And unless you are connected to the Godhead, you can't consider yourself wise. Let me show you the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world can say you can be in a pandemic that has crippled your economy for years, it has, 
has, has, has distracted and disturbed uh, your social interaction. And the moment that it seems to subside, a wise man will decide. He will go and destroy other human beings. Some people, and you can't talk about it's a racial issue, some people of his same race, he will try to destroy them. When his economy is about to be the best it has ever been, ever, in the history of man. You tell me how wise that is. You, you tell me how smart that is. You tell me how those who just a few years ago said he was a wise leader are wise. These folk don't know God. And if a man doesn't know God, he'll do anything. He'll bomb hospitals. He'll bomb refugee camps. He'll bomb little children. He'll kill pregnant women. And you call him wise? God says that he has destroyed the wisdom of man. So that makes man a fool and a fool will do anything. You don't have to wonder why this is happening because fools are involved. Morons, they call you moron because you preach the cross. They call you moronic. Brother Bolt. Where's the one who's wise? Where's the wise? You tell me. Terry Moten, you tell me where the wise is. Maybe Sister Hollis up there can tell me where the wise is. You, you tell me, you tell me the wisest person you know. And when they compare to the omnipotent God, the omniscient God, they are fools. And if you find that wise person and they know God, Comparatively, they're still fools. But God says he gives wisdom. But we don't see folk like that. And we're going to see some folk here in a minute. Brother Bowden, where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? In other words, Paul here is saying, you tell me where all the great minds of this society are today. You tell me all the people who are debaters and disputers about what's power and what's not power, what's wisdom and what's not wisdom, what's true and what's false. He says, God has made all of them fools. because they don't know him. You, you, you know what I'm going to say at this point. And I, I know those of you been around. I, I don't care how much education, I don't care how much of a philosopher you are. And, 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 and let, me, let me preface this. Let me make my disclaimer. 
uh, uh, Deacon Harmon. I am not against education. But, 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 but some of you put too much emphasis on it. You, you, you think because you matriculated to the highest schools there are and you have some of the best degrees, you, you've got your GED and you, you've got your uh, uh, MDD and you got your PhD. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't know God, you're just a smart devil. God has made the wisdom of this world foolishness. And so he asks the rhetorical question here, where is it? Who, who, can, who can debate with God? Who, 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 who can mince words with the word? Somebody, somebody tell me. Who, 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 who knows a little sign? They, they don't even fully understand the things of the world. That, that, that's what Jesus told uh, Nicodemus at night. I, I'm surprised. I never thought a ruler of the synagogue could be so dumb. Better take a note, uh, Brother Davis, uh, Brother Gregory, better take a note. It's coming at you. I never thought anybody could be so stupid. You don't even understand. You, don't, you see the wind, you don't know where it comes from. Jesus says, I do. You, 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 you know some things about the body, but I made the body. I know everything about it. Tell me where they are, Brother Moulton. Tell me, tell me where they are. Verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. In other words, that which they thought was foolishness. It pleased God. See, they, 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 I, I told you the Greek thought you were a moron. The Jews thought you were something else for believing this Jesus, for believing in the cross. The, the, the Greek could not comprehend how is it that a man can be uh, nailed to a cross and that be smart. That be wise. Those are out, Brother For Jews demand signs, and mm -hmm. Greeks seek wisdom. Okay. Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, the wisdom of God. Isn't it very interesting? What I just told you, Brother Bolton read. You see, it says very clearly there. The Jews, they wanted a sign. Just show me a sign. You know, we got some folk of resurrection just like that. I just need a sign from the Lord. Uh, I, I, I need a sign. Uh, Brother Sneed, I, I would sign up for basic Christian doctrine, but I need a sign from the Lord. You ain't getting no sign. You already got the sign. You got the cross and him crucified. And the Greek, Deacon Harmon, the Greek said, that is so stupid. That is intellectually dishonest. We got one 
one group saying, I give us a sign. The other group said, you can give me a sign. You can, you, uh, 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 maybe a sign might be better than this stuff that you preaching. You're talking about the cross? Wait a minute. How is it that God becomes man, climbs up on a cross and be crucified? Does that make any sense? God just told you. It don't make any sense to those that are perishing, but to those who have been saved and are being saved, we know that Jesus wasn't weak because he got on that cross. He was powerful because he got on that cross. Jesus wasn't dumb because he got on that cross. He was very wise because he knew that your sins and my sins could not in any way be removed unless he got on the cross. That's how important the cross is, Minister Brown. They, they don't want to run from the cross. They want to have what I call pretty church. They want to avoid a Friday. They'll, they'll talk about every day but Friday. But you can't talk about Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday without talking about Friday. Because Friday is that day that Jesus the Christ got on the cross. And whether the Jews wanted a sign, they got a sign at the cross. And it shows you, even with a sign, they rejected it. Even when the cross is explained, they think you are a moron. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So it says here that the cross is both the power from God and it is wisdom. It is the wisdom of God. Only God could have thought of doing something this way. I guarantee you James Davis couldn't have done it. And the Lord's Ogletree, it would have never been a thought in her mind. I guarantee you, even the wise, one of the wisest men in resurrection, Robert Newsom, would not have thought about the cross. This, this wouldn't have happened. But God did. And he used the cross to secure your salvation and my salvation. Brother Terry? For the foolishness of Verse God. Verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Did you hear that, uh, Brother Fred? Did you hear that, Terry J? Paul here is speaking anthropomorphically so that you can understand to give you a good comparison. He's saying, if there was a chance that there was any foolishness in God, and he says, trust me, there ain't. But if there was a chance, the foolishness of God is wiser than any man. And the power of God, the weakness of God is greater than any power that man has. 
And once you know who the person and personality of God, if you know the person, the characteristics, if you know the omni words of God, if you know the attributes of God, you know one thing, there ain't nothing crazy about it. And there's nothing weak about it. Our God is an awesome God. He's a powerful God. He's an all-wise, all-knowing God. And when you see the cross, you don't have to run away from it. You ought to embrace it. Because the cross, the preaching of the cross, not, not the, the preaching of your pleasure, not, not the preaching for your prosperity, not, not, not the preaching so that uh, you will get a job and be able to uh, 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 assimilate uh, better in the workforce, that you will be able to rise to higher heights. The preaching of the cross saves lives. Philosophy will get you killed. Religion will cause you to go to hell. But if you know what the cross and all that it means, it is the power of God. Because when you know the cross, you know what happened there on that Friday. You know who it happened to. You know why it happened. That's wisdom. That's power. Nobody, I don't care how many degrees they got, I don't care what their pedigree is, is wiser than a man who knows God, who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. None. None is wise. Brother Terry, verse 26 and 27, please. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Jesus on a cross. That seemed very weak especially to the Jewish mind, Big and Harmon, they were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for one who was going to come up and whoop Rome down. They were going to beat him. He was, that ruler was, that Masonic king was going to beat him down. But yet he's on the cross. But God used that crucifixion experience that thing that seemed so weak to confound the mightiest minds and the most powerful nations. Jesus did with 12 men in his Christocentric ministry before he got on the cross what their armies had not done previously. Because Jesus literally turned the world up 
upside down. And the and and the and and the, and the, the intervening act, the cross on Friday, secured that. Now we won't talk about what happened after Friday. We're just talking about the power of the cross. We're talking about why the cross happened. The cross confounds the greatest minds. It does not make sense. But you know what? In my little pea brain, I may not be able to comprehend all of that, but I certainly can apprehend it by faith. I certainly believe it. You know why? Because God said it and God did it. Don't know why he did it, but I, I got some idea. As a matter of fact, my evangelism, 102 evangelism instructor, might chime and tell us that, 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 that uh, the reason why God did it, he says that uh, God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ got up on a cross for us. While we were yet his enemy, that doesn't make sense. You don't get on a cross for your enemy. You don't lay down your life for your enemy. But God says, if you embrace the cross, you have wisdom and you have power because that confounds the mind of the greatest minds that are in the flesh. It overcomes the mightiest of armies, any nuclear bomb, any missiles. Oh, what can we do? What can we do about Ukraine? take Putin and his gang to the cross. Every day, take them to the cross. You, you say you're helpless? I, I thought you had an arsenal greater than any country in the world to stop such a thing. Man, that's man's folly, man's foolishness. That's in the flesh. What's going on in the world today is a spiritual thing. The devil didn't care anything about your flesh. He wants your soul because that's what's important. That's why the cross is there. That's why the cross is so powerful. You may send in some aid. That will only help folk physically. But what about their souls. Take them to the cross. Brother Terry, next verse, one only, please. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. When you start talking about the cross, and there are some that just can't handle it, they weren't here. I don't hear no cross. Hey, they can sneeze. It's, it's warm outside today. I've been cold all week. You don't come here talking about some cross. You know, let, let's talk about how but the economy. And that's what many churches, many uh, Sunday school and family church school classes, that's what they're talking about today. They, 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 they're, they're talking about the prosperity 
the fleshly prosperity that was bought because they know God. They don't know God. I, you know, uh, uh, years ago, uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, you know, one of her favorite things was that there are a thousand roads to God. A thousand roads? Y'all yeah, think Oprah pretty smart. They're not smart about that. They think she pretty well. Oh, that's a wise thing. They can listen. That's what they think. But wait a minute. Let's check out the greatest mind ever to exist. The eternal mind. The Christ mind. Christ omniscient in every way. Here's what he says, Sister Pillow. There is only one way to the Father. Oh, y'all, y'all want me to say it correctly. Okay, Minister Brown, I'm sorry. Jesus said, no man coming to the Father except by me. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Did, 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 I, mean, I, I mean, fifth grade English, that's all I know. Except means that, 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 that. You can have a thousand ways but there's only one way to God. You may have a thousand ways, but it don't lead to God. There's only one way. Jesus says, I am the way. I'm of truth. I'm the life. No man coming to the Father except by me. But who are you going to believe? Jesus or O? Who, who are you going to believe? God or some man in the flesh who has... Really, really, they talk about experience. They talk about, oh, he's an expert. He's an expert. Let me tell you what an expert is. An expert is someone who lives more than 25 miles from you and wears a necktie. That's an expert. That, that, that's the only expert. Because people don't want to trust Deacon Harmon, who's been sharing the gospel, with family members for years, they don't want to believe Vanessa Reese, who's been sharing the gospel. They don't want to uh, believe Dorothy Pillow because they're right here in the congregation. What they can feel and touch them, but let somebody come in talking some crazy stuff that's got a couple of letters behind their names, and we fall all over every Sunday. Pastor Brown makes his greatest attempt to get us to the cross. Sometimes he wants to go to the cross early. <laughs> you know, but somehow he's going to get there. So somehow he's going to get, because he knows. Preaching ain't preaching unless you preach the cross. All you've done is made people feel good. Think they're all right because you got some little cute three poem sermon. Because you got some cute three point lesson. Because you apparently said something very philosophical and deep. God destroyed all of that because it's flesh. And he says, not many folk who uh, who think themselves wise the noblemen, the people who 
uh, the great philosophers and debaters say they won't accept it. But that guy out there with a GED, you, you can take a guy with a GED who knows Christ. Because look at the folk. See, this, this is why people are amazed, Brother Bogan. They, they are amazing because I, I, they are amazed every day. I, I know, you know, I, 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 I remember when uh, 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 Brother Jeffries came here, and I remember when Brother Davies came here, and I remember even when Sister Reese came in and said, Wait, who is this guy in this family church school? Who gave him the right to sit here and pontificate this word? But you know what? He's always talking gospel. You know, I mean, he's just speaking the Bible. But but who is? You know, you know. Well, we got more degrees than uh, than him, and yeah, that that might be true. You know, but but you know, I, I call the the folk who don't know Christ uh, with a lot of degrees. Uh, they have they have one degree that they have. You know, they have PhDs, they have MBAs, but they also have an M.E.D. An M.E.D. Dean uh, uh, Harmon, he's smiling. He, he knows what that. Because an M.E.D., no, I'm not talking about a medical degree. I, an M.E.D. is a marginally educated devil. Because when you don't know God, that's exactly what you are. An M.E.D. He says it right here. Get the letters. But no Jesus. No Jesus. You don't have to get the letters. Just no Jesus. You'll still have a substantive life. God will still elevate you. God will still promote you. When other folk be trying to figure out, how is this person in this position? And that's what they asked Brother Davis when they came, when they came here. They said, first of all, this guy wasn't raised Baptist. Why, why is he in this position? Uh, second of all, wait a minute. We got all these teachers and educators. How's he the Christian education director? This guy, uh, his, his degree is in business. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe in the gospel. So I teach what I believe. I teach what I've been taught. And that's why it's so important to preach the cross, the gospel. It's important for you to determine not to know anything save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So Terry? So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Next. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who came to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. All right. You see that, Brother Bogan? All that any of us, Minister Brown, Reverend Calvin, Bogan, Sister Carol White, the greatest of evangelism teachers, Gwen Thompson and uh, Nina Sampson and Dorothy Pillow and Steve Harmon, and George, Terry Moten. 
Hey, you can't boast about anything that God has done. If you want to get some glory, boast about what God has done. Boast about the cross. We don't teach. We don't preach. We don't minister. We don't serve to get glory. We serve. We teach. We preach. We share to glorify God. And what we have is the quintessential problem, Deacon Harmon. We got folk who don't fully understand the power of the cross. They don't fully understand their calling, Minister Brown. Therefore, they boast about their accomplishments. But when you know Christ, the cross, the crucifixion, when you know what that means, it humbles you to the point to say, you know, I know what I know. I don't know what E equals MC squared means, but I know Jesus. Anything that I've ever accomplished is because of what Christ has already done. You see, sin left a crimson stain. It triggered a memory, Minister Brown. The other day, one of the news commentators was talking about uh, what people, what uh, a political party, uh, they would have to make a decision whether or not the actions of a previous president would be a tattoo or a stain. See, because if it's a tattoo, that denotes some permanency. That means you're going to be a fool always. That, that means you're going to be corrupt always. But thanks be to God, there are many folk that thought that this little bald head boy now, head full of hair, four-eyed boy then, what, 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 it was a tattoo that I was lost forever. But the cross that this little four-eyed boy was taught about, Brother Bowman, ensured me that my sin, all the stuff, that I had done, that I'm doing, that I will do was simply a stain because of the cross. Because the cross removed the stain. The cross didn't let the tattoo stay. I wasn't marked out forever in eternity as the lost. But those who do not embrace the cross is a tattoo. You worried about 666? It's a tattoo. 
and those that do not embrace the cross cannot boast about anything that they've ever done or didn't do in the flesh. They can never do that. It is the cross that brings power. It is the cross that secures your calling. It is the cross that humbles you to boast only in the glory of God. Can I see y'all next week? Same time. Just nod your head. Bless you. Keep you. 